Clingers have spoken. Hello, everybody, and welcome in. This is The Clingers Have Spoken. I am Joel. Alongside me, as always, is my brother, Michael. And we just watched episode two of season 44 of Survivor. Michael, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just once again, my USB mic isn't working, so I've... Uh, I'm just... I'm riding the struggle bus, but the episode was enjoyable and fun, and I'm glad that... Uh, our girl Carolyn didn't go home. Uh, our boy Jam Jam is still rocking. So uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's been a pretty good night. Our girl, can we like? Okay, everybody loves Carolyn. I I'm gonna be the guy that says she's a bit much at times because I wouldn't hang out with her. I wouldn't want to play Survivor with her. But if you want to, that's great. So crazy ride um we have to talk i feel like that's going to be a lot of the content of this podcast is just talking about her um i i can't even tell you what much else happened like they focused on the orange tribe like at first barely at all and like kane is on the outs i guess and they did kind of rehash what we talked about last week with uh uh matthew not voting and i kind of suggested maybe he just didn't want to vote and that was correct um, which was interesting, and we'll see how that plays out with them. I can't really see that tribe going far at all anymore. I don't know. They seem dysfunctional, heavily dysfunctional. Um, but yeah, any any thoughts on Orange Tribe? Uh, Orange Tribe is pretty boring. I think I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah. really. I don't find myself rooting for a single person on their tribe. So that's good. They, they did get into the green tribe with the showmance and with Danny uh, using his key appropriately. Of course, if you don't know what's in the bag, that might affect your decision. But he actually did it appropriately. Um, and this is something I want to talk about, too. The difference between Danny's bag and Carolyn's bag. So in the birdcage... We see Danny get get the bag first. He gets it. He opens it. And there is a thing in it that looks like an an old school hidden immunity idol. Like it's got some character to it or something. And that's the real idol. And then there is a coin in there that's meaningless. Yeah. In Carolyn's confessional, after she found the bag and took the stuff out, she holds up the coin and says that it's the immunity idol and that that bracelet looking thing is the fake idol. So someone is going to see the coin knowing that it's not real and they're going to think it's not real, but it's actually going to be real and vice versa. I really love that they did that because I was like, after Brandon messed his up last week, I was kind of thinking like, this twist might be shot like every that whole tribe knows that like everyone's going to know as soon as the merge hits what everyone has and what's real and what's not. But I think that that distinction of the one coin being an idol and one coin being a fake is going to play out really interestingly down the line. Yeah, I 
so I thought that was so interesting because I didn't even catch that at first. And then I got on Twitter and people were saying, oh my gosh, does Carolyn think the real one is fake and the fake one is real? And like, I didn't really pick up on all that, but that is fascinating to have like what you think is fake. If someone sees that, like you, you watch them like play it and you're like, oh, well that's going to be, that's fake. Well, it's like, I'm good. Well, you don't think that Carolyn would just be wrong about that, right? I mean, they would have corrected her. The producers would have corrected her in a confessional, like, "Hey, you, oh, you think so? You read that wrong." And if, and I think if she, uh, if she did read it wrong and then told us wrong, they would have like made a scene showing the paper and about how she was reading it wrong. I don't think that they would have just like she would have just read it wrong without any explanation. So I think yeah. that it's probably is the coin isn't. And the coin with like the green string is uh, is fake, but the coin with the purple string is the real idol. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I I feel like that's not going to come in unless someone says like, "Hey, I have an idol," you know, and shows it to someone else, and they can be like, "No, that's fake," or "No, like you know, like that may play tricks." But people don't typically walk around and show each other their idols, so I don't really know how much that's going to come into play. No, you know? no, people don't show each other their idols, but people show someone their idols, and that someone talks to another someone who has seen an idol or has an idol. And then those two people compare notes on what they've seen or heard. Yeah, so there could be some he maybe, said, she said going around. Maybe that paves the road for Carolyn to win this one. <laughs> Just like, because they're like, all right, she's going to get to five, and then she doesn't have an idol. She thinks she has an idol. She'll play it. We'll just vote her out. Like, maybe, you know? Would, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, Carolyn is so far past, like, a normal player in the game in the way that she reacts to things that, like, I think everyone is going to view her as a GOAT, and then she's just going to say at Final Three, hey, like, I have an idol had it this whole time so i win and then she just wins she's going like, full gabler that is like beyond gabler like gabler didn't try to do that i mean and she's not trying but it's just like gabler was calm and just tried to like fit in carolyn doesn't really try to fit in she's just being herself in selectively i guess you know like Oh my gosh. I can't imagine walking up to someone in on the island and saying, Hey, like I'm the crucial middleman and I'm gonna vote for you. And then the person that's on the line just like falls down, like, ah! like I if that happened to me, I would I couldn't work with that person. This I there's like how it blows my mind that Carson made that decision because like <laughs> Helen was safe and we have to talk about how they all got paranoid of each other. Okay. Yeah. So I have a couple theories on why Carson voted with Carolyn and Jam Jam, even though he probably might not have originally wanted to. Option number one, he thinks Helen has an immu- a hidden immunity idol. Right. Yes. Which he says he that he thinks she has one. 
And so he's like, mm-hmm. we just need to get her out of the game, get the idol out of the game, and then play from there. And then I can play. I'll be on both sides kind of still. And then I'll have a way to tell Sarah, like, well, I knew she had an idol. I had to vote her out, blah, blah, blah. Or he knew Carolyn had an idol and didn't want to her, Carolyn to just be able to idol out whoever she wanted. So those are just two theories I have about why Carson might have voted with them. Well, he could have just lied, done exactly his behavior, how he planned, and then still voted for Carolyn. Yeah. Like, because she was bought in. I really don't think he knows, though. I, I really don't think he knows. Like, I think he's so... In, I think everyone is so in the dark on this. And that's the crazy thing. Theory number three, he knew that Sarah didn't have a vote. Or thought that Sarah might not have her vote because she went on whatever island trip. And I don't remember exactly what Sarah said about the trip. But if he knew Sarah didn't have a vote, he's like, it's going to be 2-2 anyways. So I might as well just vote with Carolyn and Jam Jam. That is possible. That is possible. This is why I wish the players could, like give a debrief after every episode for what they were thinking. Like, I know that they would probably end up giving too much away for what's going to happen down the line. Um, just like it kind of happened a couple seasons ago, season ago in the post game interviews. But these are the things I want to know that I don't think we'll ever find out until like if Carson's voted out next, we might find it out. But if Carson makes the final five, this probably isn't even going to be something that comes up in his post game interview. Yeah. Unless he does like an hour long um, breakdown with Rob, but I don't think they're doing those anymore. I mean, of course, of course, the other option if he makes Final Five is that he makes Final Five with Carolyn and Jam Jam. And then to me, like Carolyn has an easy walk to the to the finish line, you know, like. I would say I would say of everyone on the on the island right now, I'd probably say Carolyn has the best chance to win the game. Like, like, just, and that is so frustrating for me to say, but everything fell for her perfectly. She has an idol. No one knows it. People want to work with her. People are divided. People are paranoid of themselves. And she doesn't appear to be a threat. She's not like planning that hard she's not playing very hard she's not out there trying to say like we should get rid of this person we should get rid of this person she's coasting right now but that is being really good at the game right now for her and like when i look around i see people paranoid about each other and she's just kind of there and if she's nora that's great nora made it to the final three but Nora didn't have an idol. It's like Carolyn is as long as Carolyn can hold power without no one knowing. Oh, my gosh, that's the whole point of Survivor, you know? So, like, I would say five years ago. There's no way she wins. She's going to be voted out or she's going to be a goat. Watching the last three seasons of Survivor. 
I think she may have the best best chance to win right now. Yeah, I mean, she could definitely have a story of going from the first time I went to tribal council, I was so freaked out and I was so scared and somehow didn't play my idol. And I'm so glad that I didn't because then I started to get more and more comfortable in the game. And then I made this big move with this idol. And now, boom, here I am sitting at final tribal council and you should vote for me. I mean, I could see that storyline happening. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I, I'd be shocked if she's not a main character. Like I said last season, like or last week, like she she did the cold open of the whole season was her face. She has to be a main character. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that stat that I sent you. What was it? 75 percent of people who get the first confessional of the season make the merge. The last person yeah. who didn't was Tony in Game Changers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of crazy. That's, that is wild. But it's believable at this point. Like, this, okay, so, like, I think we've gotten into a few discussions over the past few seasons of, like, what makes a winner of Survivor? And to me it's progressively gotten more and more random. And I think that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. But in Carolyn's case, there's no way she wins survivor season 26. There's no way she wins survivor season 21. You know, like the, the bar for winning is not higher or lower. It is just like on a whole nother plane. It's a whole nother conversation. And if she can sit in final tribal and say, Hey, I have an idol that no one knows about. How can you look at her and say, your game is objectively worse than this other person. I mean, I think that that point as a jury member, I would say like, you had an idol this whole time and you still just sat in the passenger seat and let everyone else command your game instead of using your idol to drive the game in your favor. You know, like that that would be my beef at that point. Okay, here's my rebuttal. If someone asked me that in Final Tribal and I've coasted with an idol in my pocket, I would say, yeah, okay, that's fine. But even if I was a passenger, I'm here and you're there. Yeah, jury and members if, don't like hearing that. If I was in the shotgun seat and I saw the car driving in a place where I'm not there, I turn. But I'm not, so who cares? And they, they may not like that answer, but they, she may be there with two people they don't like, with two people whose games they don't respect, with two people whose games that have been blindsided, they've blindsided the jury members, you can't tell me that that's not the situation that happened with Gabler and Cass last season. Like you, you can't, you can't tell me that. I mean, like that, that it just doesn't make sense to me why you're saying like the jury's not going to buy that. They literally bought it. Well, I think they were saying Cassidy was a passenger. That's what they said, but we don't have to relitigate that. I don't care. I don't care. We're, I'm, I don't want to talk about that dumb season anymore. 
we're on to this season. And this season is different because I feel like what we've seen in the last few seasons of Survivor is we've seen these really strategic players dominate the st- st- strategy of the game. You've got New School. You've got Shan, Ricard. You've got High. You've got people like that who are trying to play these dominant social strategic games who then get voted out at like five, six, seven. I don't know that we have that player on this season. The only player that is coming off that way a little bit is Matthew, who is sort of, you know, seems to be a very strategic guy. He's like, I didn't, uh, I, I, you know, did the uh, shot in the dark just so that I wouldn't have to vote and come out in the wrong way. But I still think that's different because I think you want to be driving that vote if you're one of those players. I don't think that we have really anybody here this season except, like, I feel like Sarah wanted to be that person, but I think now that ship has sailed. Like, you didn't even get your way the first vote of the season. So I think that, like, I don't know that we have a player like that that's going to be driving the narrative, driving who's going to get voted out. So it could be really, it could be a really random season. Like, maybe Carson is that person. I don't know. I don't think anyone on the Orange Tribe besides maybe Matthew is. I don't see Brandon lasting for very long. Um, I don't see uh, the tall, curly-headed guy lasting for very long. I don't see um, anyone on the Green Tribe really being that person. Maybe that um, younger, uh, like, investment girl. Claire. Claire. Uh, Yeah, maybe that's her name. But, like, I don't see Matt or Franny being that person. So... I feel like this is a really hodgepodge group and it's going to make it a really fun season. Like, could it be like a survivor Gabon season, you know, modern day survivor Gabon, a bunch of wacky characters doing wacky things, making weird choices. And then we get to the end and everyone's like, what did we just watch? Like we enjoyed the ride. What did we just watch? But who deserves a million dollars? You know, like that's, that's the question. Like, Okay, you talk about you. So, like the the question of you you want to see people drive the vote, and you saw these very masterful players like Shan, Ricard, you know, uh, Jesse, Carla, Jesse, Carla, uh, the other guy, Jesse's right hand man, Cody. None of those guys made final tribal. Yeah. Well, so it's it's like it's you can't. In modern-day Survivor, if I got on Survivor, I would get on the boat, and I would paddle when necessary. But I'm not going to be calling out shots because the person that calls out shots gets thrown off the boat. So, like, saying... I totally don't buy that they bought Gabler's strategy more than Cass's. I think they just had personal vendettas because they're like, I should be in your seat, Cass. Oh, that should be me. So it we're, we're be still you. talking about this. How can we not? You we know, just like, can like, just move it, on with our lives. It's, no, it, this is a survivor podcast. Like this is a well, survivor. While podcast. we're talking, we while we're talking about it, let's go to ones that are actually even more controversial. Let's keep. Let's go all the way back. I mean, I mean, Dom versus Wendell. You know, let's go. Let's go back. Even further, let's go Parvati versus Sandra in Heroes versus Villains. Let's take it. Let's keep going back and back and back. Let's go to Russell and Natalie. I, I don't think that Who one won? is really highly disputed at this point. 
But who controlled the game and who was there? Natalie was there. I think Russell but, controlled the but game. But I think people would tell you that Natalie controlled the game. I think the people that voted would say Natalie's the only reason that any that Russell made it to the end. That's what people would say. So and they would say the same thing about Parvati in Heroes vs. Villains. Like, that's the wild thing to me. Because I feel like gave like okay, no, we won't talk about that one. It's just like if someone if you if you label someone as a goat, a weirdo, someone who's not a threat, the odds of them making the final three is better than yours. And once they get to final three, from what we've seen, anything can happen. I mean, it's twenty twenty three. Weird is in. Like the culture has just yeah. changed. And and you know, yeah. like Probstalt has always said, like the game is a microcosm of reality. And like so in twenty in you know two thousand four or five or six or seven, eight, like two thousand eight, I don't know, whenever token chains aired, like JT was like the kind of person in our culture that like people thought was cool, you know, so he gets there, he wins. Um, you know, like Colby in Survivor Australia, like he sh- he should have won if he had taken the right person to the final two, and he was the kind of person that if he had gotten there against literally anyone else from that season, he would have won. And so it's just like it just goes it, as culture changes, things change and, you know, that's why people are able to say like uh like that's why the diversity initiative has changed like the the makeup of the of the cast because the culture has changed. And so the culture has changed to where like you know Marianne is now like not just a weird you know girl like she's She's cool because she's totally herself, you know, and then we appreciate yeah. that. And I like that's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally herself and it doesn't butt up against anyone else. And if she's just weird, then she's just weird, you know? Yeah. Um that yeah, it is fast. That, that's just I I really do. I think Carolyn has the best chance of anyone. If I was making a power ranking, it'd be her first, then like Jam Jam second. Like I mean, man. I think power ranking, you have to put her first. I think projecting, I don't think you have to put her first. You know? Yeah. Who would you put first? I'd probably put, like, Manny first. Um, that is his name, right? Danny, not Manny. Sorry, Danny. Danny. Yeah, Danny. I think his last name starts with an M or something. I would put, I would put Danny first. Uh, he has an idol that... Again, no one knows about. No one knows about. No one knows about. And, like, he's also physically strong. I don't see him, them wanting to vote him out pre-merge. And I think that he's also, like, pretty social guy. We haven't seen the Green Tribe in action very much. Um, but I do think, like, he's now had a little bit of a moment in this episode that I think they can build on moving forward. Uh, you know, we didn't see him a ton last episode either. I, I mean, we don't. I don't feel like I know the Green Tribe well enough to really make any distinctions about how those people can go in the game, because the only thing we really know is Matt and Franny, and they have a showmance happening. And I don't think any of us at this point in the year of our Lord 2023 uh, AC after COVID, I don't think any of us believe uh, 
that Matt and Franny, when an open show mance, are going to be making it very far. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I will say that a show mance has made it to the end in Big Brother in recent years. Over the last, like, I think it was like within the last five years. Literally last open season. Open show mance. Oh, is that was that the last season? Yeah. Oh, uh, they, another one happened. Taylor and Taylor and Joseph. They oh, made wow. it to the end. Taylor Taylor won. Spoiler alert. I don't think anyone watches See, Big Brother after the fact though. So like that's the thing. Like it's like we don't know that. Like that's we know nothing about the Green Tribe because like if I were to tell you one of those people is going to go home, I'd probably say like Franny or Danny. Because all five of them hung out and Danny just kind of went off and did his thing. But none of them were like, I think he's looking for the idol. I think he's looking for the idol. It's like, oh, you know, Danny being Danny. <laughs> like, it's just like, are you stupid? Like, that's the crazy, that's a crazy thing to me. It's like, man, how do you not, how do you not know? Like, they, they haven't had like any hard conversations yet on the Green Tribe. At least they haven't shown any game conversations. They've just shown Matt like, I broke up with my girlfriend. I think I like Franny, you know, like it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, are we just not going to talk about strategy and it's just going to be the showmance and that's what we're fed. I guess so. I mean, there's that one guy who did the snake, um, at the end of the challenge. He, I, I don't remember a single confessional from him this season. And then there's that woman on the green tribe who reminds me of like, Christina from Survivor Cook Islands, and I don't remember a single confessional that she's had this season. That's Heidi. Okay, first off, Heidi, and I picked her to win. Well, Second off, that's not looking great. Third off, she started fire when no one else could on their tribe. She was like, "I like it when people don't don't think I can do stuff because then I can do stuff and it's cool." And it's like, yeah, like I I kind of dig that. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, it's just it's so weird it's so weird i think eric is his name uh that hasn't had like has had like one confessional all season um but it's just like man yeah we know so little about them so it's hard to judge them really all we know is like jam jam carolyn matthew carson everybody else is kind of like and matt everybody else is kind of just there right now at least yeah, it does seem that way. I feel like we have a kind of a vibe for Sarah on purple. Yeah, and Lauren from the Orange Tribe because she has an extra vote. Yeah, I like Lauren. I think she could do good. She needs to clean it up. She got a little bit messy and got kind of lucky with how things shook out last week. So she needs to clean that up. Yes. Also, uh, Sarah on the Purple Tribe looks like she voted with everyone else because she didn't have a vote. Yeah. That's so yeah. these people are lucking out. <laughs> like <laughs> like that's crazy. Like Lauren, you could say there's some strategy to the way she lucked out. Sarah just got lucky. Like she she's just like, all right, yeah, cool. I guess I'm I flipped too. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Sarah can say that, but I think all three other people on the tribe know what happened. You know, they, I mean, maybe they all yeah. they all know what happened because they're like, even if they even if she could convince them that she did vote with them, they're gonna be like, uh, it doesn't really matter. You're not really in our crew. You just did that to save face. 
But Carson's going to know because she was looking at Carson uh, after Helen got voted out like, what? Why did you vote? Why did you vote for Helen? So, like, it's obvious that to at least Carson that she didn't vote. She probably has an advantage. I don't remember what her advantage is, but she has one. So, uh, yes, she has an advantage. Yes. She has an extra, uh, extra vote. Or like, no, does she have an no. extra vote? What does she have? She has something. She has the inheritance advantage. That's what she has. Oh, yeah. We'll see how that yeah. plays out. Yeah. She's got to figure out Carolyn has the idol. and Otherwise, it's useless right now. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of... that's I, This episode kind of got me amped for the season because it was just like, oh, what? Like, there's so little that people know. And they think they know. And it's, it's just setting up for chaos, which is where Carolyn strives. True. You know, it's... It's uh, really cool. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on the episode? Not really. I don't think I really do. Cool. Wow, we just did such a good job in that first 31 minutes that now we can just spend the rest of the time talking about Titans, Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson, or Vanderbilt basketball. Wow. I mean, I'll say this. Um... Rand Carthon, if he gets rid of Derrick Henry, Jeffrey Simmons, and Ryan Tannehill, if we don't start winning within two years of that, he's going to get fired. Yeah. That is insanely risky. The good news for him is I think we could probably get rid of Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Jeffrey Simmons – if that meant that we brought in either a top three rookie quarterback or like another veteran quarterback. Yeah. I think like Frable, and, and we fixed the offensive line in the first year. I think we can probably still have be seven and 10 or whatever we were. Yeah. You know, so like by records, it won't look like we got worse, but I think everyone knows like that team was better than seven and 10 if it wasn't for the injuries last year. But there was a lot of injuries, which is why we're having to get rid of so many guys because they just weren't available. The thing is, like, if he trades Derrick Henry for anything less than two firsts, the fan base is going to be furious. I mean, like... No, I mean, we're not getting that. At best, we're getting, like, a third rounder for him. No, if he can't do that. He can't do that. Like, Bran, buddy, I know you just got here. That can't happen. You can't, you cannot trade Derrick Henry and get like a second rounder back. That, that you, you will be the most hated man in Tennessee and Alabama. Honestly, okay. I, I wouldn't hate it. Okay. Look, 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 look. Like I, football, I, I would understand. Football side, like football wise, cap wise, I understand. Culture wise, you cannot do that in your first months on the job. You can't do it. Like, that is that is a bad, bad, bad call. Like, surely he would call Amy Armstrong. Oh. Be like, hey, oh, yeah. I'm thinking about trading Derrick Henry. And then she would be like, huh, no. Yeah. And hang up the phone. Yeah, you. I mean, you've got to run that by Miss Amy. you you got to run that by her. I mean, 
it would be hard in a hard sell in the locker room to get rid of like three of the four team leaders in one off season because it's literally yeah. Simmons, Henry, Tannehill, and Byard. Like yeah. th- th- those are the team leaders. You get rid of three of those guys. I mean, like Byard's contract is going to have to get is going to have to get restructured or something too. So I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but from a football perspective. I actually think getting rid of Derrick Henry and getting if we got, you know, a, a pick that we then used appropriately, I think we could like the the problem with Derrick Henry is not that he's bad or that he's he's still one of the best running backs in the NFL, but he can only do like one style. He can only do one style. I would be like yeah. if if we got like we trade Derrick Henry, and then we drafted like a rookie in the second or third round, and then paired them with Hilliard. Like, I'm not sure that we're gonna see a big drop off there. Especially if we improve the offensive line, we probably wouldn't see a drop off. It's just that is a that's a culture shifting. Like, if he's really gonna get rid of Derrick Henry and Big Jeff Tannehill, the culture will live on. But like, if he gets rid of Big Jeff and Derrick Henry. That is a culture shift in the Titans organization. Like we like the culture. Like we like the culture. We, as a fan base, we cling to that. We're like, yeah, we're going to run it down your throats and we got big Jeff coming at you and we're going to punish you both sides of the ball. I think there's a lot Throwing. of fans that are over that, over that. Cause they're like, what, what is that going to get us? I think there's a lot of us that are like, we're, we're not getting, we're like, we're in the same conference as Patrick Mahomes. We're in the same conference as Josh Allen. We're in the same conference as Joe Burrow. We're in the same conference as Justin Herbert. And now it looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to be solid for years to come. We cannot compete with those guys if we're going to have injury-prone guys in a physical-style team. If you're going to be a physical-style team, you've got to have durability. That's fine. But this team can win with Jeffrey Simmons on it five years from now. Yeah. Like, if we get rid of Jeffrey Simmons, the premier young defensive tackle in the NFL, that makes no sense. Like, we can have him for, like, eight more years. And we should pay him as the best defensive tackle in football because that's what he is. And he loves the culture. We really like having him here. Good team guy. Why, why is this even a conversation? Why is he deleting stuff on Instagram? You know, like I'm not a huge believer in like social media reporting, but it's like, that's, that's a deal. You know? I mean, that's what his agent told him to do. So, you know, it's just part of the game. I wish his agent would just tell him to sign. That would be nice. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, but anyways, We'll see. I mean, I, I don't think we can possibly give Carthon a grade on anything this offseason until, like, at least the end of next season. Because it might, it might work out. Like, I think he's probably working with Vrabel and doing what Vrabel wants. So if Vrabel's like, I don't need so-and-so, we'll still win. We don't need Simmons, or we'll just replace him with, you know, we'll, we'll get Tart back and we'll, we'll load up a little bit more depth. I think we need more depth. I think that's a big thing that we need at basically every position. Um, 
And I think we that, need more depth or we need better trainers. I don't know which one that is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's the podcast. Yeah, Got man. anything else to add, Michael? Uh, not much. My computer is about to die and the charger's okay, across cool. the room. So, yeah. Well, this has been the Clingers Have Spoken. I'm Joel. That's Michael. We will catch you next week. And yeah, the Clingers have spoken. See y'all. The Clingers have spoken. <laughs>